I'm going to start by reading uh, today's scripture passage. Proverbs 12, verses 15 through 23. The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. Fools show their annoyance at once, but the prudent overlook an insult. An honest witness tells the truth, but a false witness tells lies. The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue lasts only a moment. Deceit is in the heart of those who plot evil. But those who promote peace have joy. No harm overtakes the righteous, but the wicked have their fears, fear of trouble. The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. The prudent keep their knowledge to themselves, but a fool's heart Blot out folly. The word of the Lord. If you have children, you have probably had experiences where your kids told you lies. In most cases, parents can recognize right away when their children tell lies because through your years of raising their children, parents have a good understanding of their personalities and thoughts. One of the most commonly heard excuses from children after something has happened is, not me, no I didn't. So when children lie, parents feel concerned and seek wisdom on how to deal with it and how to teach them the right way. Why do children lie? Psychologists say there are a variety of reasons. They often tell lies to escape punishment, to see what happens when they don't tell the truth, to appear more successful, to protect their self-confidence or to be noticed. There are more, but these are the most common reasons. Now, when it comes to adults, are they more mature than children and therefore do they not lie? Not only children, but all humans tell lies because they are all sinners. And the reasons they tell lies are fundamentally similar regardless of their ages. There are varying opinions on how often people lie, but studies suggest that the average person tells around one to two lies per day based on reliable research. There are other opinions as well. That means each person tells around 
300 to 700 lives per year. If a person were to live for 90 years, then the total number of lives they might tell over their lifetime would be between around 32,000 and 65,000. This number is an average. So some people may tell more lies, while others may tell less lies. Why do people lie? The primary reason is to avoid consequences, which can involve threat of harm, such as the loss of money, a job, a relationship, or reputation. Other reasons include concealing benefit obtained through rule-breaking, protecting self-esteem, seeking admiration from others, or attempting to manipulate a situation or someone. As you may notice, these are essentially the adult version of the reasons that children tell lies. Although there may be differences in the motivations of why children and adults lie, some of these regions share a fundamental similarity in their self-serving and self-centered nature. People just make up a story that is not true to avoid troubles, to get benefits, to hide something, to get attention, or even to attack others. People also distort the truth. They often exaggerate the fact to make themselves look better than they really are. Rather than sharing the whole truth, they might reveal only a part of it to create a first impression. People may lie to save face. Lying seems like a common aspect of our daily lives. It is so prevalent that you may become desensitized and not take it seriously. But it is so serious as it is associated with Satan's business. The Bible says the origin of lying was Satan. Satan told the first lie to Eve in the Garden of Eden. As you may remember, he directly contradicted God's words by telling her, you will not certainly die. He implied that God was lying in the threat of punishment if Eve, or Eve ate the forbidden fruit. He deceived Eve with the first lie and led her to her death. And Adam followed. Have you ever experienced doubt about whether God is truly taking care of you? Today, the same Satan continues to whisper to you that God is lying to you and you, you can make your own course. 
You can take your own course. Unfortunately, Christians are often shaken by this lie during challenging times or when they earnestly desire something but are unable to obtain it. With the first lie to Eve, lying came into the world. Cain lied to God, insisting that he did not know where his, his brother was. When Abraham went down to Egypt to escape the famine, he was afraid that if, we, if the Egyptians knew that Sarah was his wife, they would kill him in order to take her. He lied about his wife. Isaac later committed the same sin as his father did. Jacob deceived his father and brother. How about Joseph's brothers? They deceived their father Jacob into believing that Joseph had been killed by a wild animal. Rachel, Moses, David, Peter. We could continue to name those from the Bible who are not honest at some time and some point in their, in their lives. In John 8:44, Jesus says that Satan is the father of lies, and lying is his native language. Through lying, Satan continues to work to separate people from God and from each other, even today. The purpose of our lives is to bring glory to God and enjoy Him forever. Everything we do is supposed to be for His glory. Our God is the God of truth. So our lives will break the relationship between God and us. We will not be able to glorify God and also lose the purpose of our lives. If we were to lie within our church community or our family, it would lead to some significant issues you would probably have had an experience where someone you thought was truthful turned out to be lying and you felt disappointed. Trust would diminish, making it harder to have open conversations and our relationship would suffer. Our church community or family would get hurt and eventually would not function harmoniously. If we are not honest to our neighbors or at work, and they know that we are Christians, we are not able to share the gospel with them. They will not trust us and, and the Lord we believe in you are going to become obstacles in terms of God's business. 
This is exactly what Satan wants and his business. We know that even Jesus himself faced first accusations from the Pharisees and his followers and was crucified. Their lying seriously affected Jesus and his followers. Lying does not only affect us individually, but also the communities we belong to. The consequences of lying are very destructive in every area of our lives and God's business. You may still think that small lies might not be that destructive. You need to remember that Satan, with the first simple lie, you will not certainly die, could gradually ruin the whole world. He can set you up for your fall with any lie. You may think that a one-time lie might not be that destructive. A single lie can lead more lies to cover it up. Once you've lied, it's even more difficult to correct yourself and tell the truth the next time. So you dig yourself in deeper with another lie and another one. This web of lies can further damage relationships and personal integrity. You will get trapped into lying. Lying also carries a psychological burden. Many people feel guilty, anxious, or distressed about their dishonesty. This can negatively impact their mental and spiritual health and may lead to their lives falling apart. Because all of this, God hates a lying tongue and a false witness who pours out lies and is inviting us to pursue the truth. Today's scripture passage mainly deals with speech telling the truth. Verse 17, an honest witness tells the truth, but a false witness tells lies. Verse 19, truthful lips endure forever but a lying tongue lasts only a moment. Verse 20, deceit is in the hearts of those who plot evil, but those who promote peace have joy. Verse 22, the Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. We need to take these words seriously. When you are tempted to lie, you should remember who the original lies was and how, you, how your lie will seriously affect your relationship with God and with those around you. 
So how can we pursue the truth? Pursuing the truth is not about merely refraining from lying or controlling our tongue. Actually, it is not possible unless your heart is renewed. Luke 6.45 says, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. In other words, the words we speak reflect what's in our hearts. What we say comes from our hearts. That means we are accountable for what we say. We are also accountable for what is in our heart. The Lord is inviting us to pursue His kingdom. Christ's love is unconditional, sacrificial, forgiving, and gracious. It doesn't matter who they are. There, there is no favoritism or discrimination in his heart. His kingdom continues to grow in that love. There is a church community that God is building through us. Without that love, people will use, judge, harm others and become torn apart by division. I mentioned earlier that all lies share the fundamental similarities in their self-serving and self-centered nature. This sinful nature comes from this world where people are pursuing their own kingdom, which will be totally broke down eventually. Let's think about a way to pursue truth as I read this scripture passage. Colossians 3, verses 1 through 10. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of this, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived. But now, you must also rid yourselves of all such things as this, anger, rage, malice, 
slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken up your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. If you set your heart on earthly things and pursue your kingdom in this world, your hearts would be filled with earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed. Out of this heart, your lips will speak lies, anger, rage, malice, slander, and fierce language. When you pursue your kingdom, you will depend on your own strength and knowledge and abilities to get what you desire in this world. This world is not in your hands, and everybody is competing with each other. You will be tempted to deceive or harm others. You may be tempted to engage in slanderous gossip about others to put them down. You'll get so angry when things are not going well as you want. So when you find yourself lying, raging, slandering, or saying something in an unloving way, you need to check your heart, and see what's in there. If earthly nature has filled your heart, that means you are pursuing your kingdom. When you pursue your kingdom, these earthly things are all coming alive in your heart, and you begin to speak earthly language. They are not only hurting others, but also yourself. They are destroying your relationship with God and with those around you. If you set your heart on things above, you will pursue the kingdom of God. You will desire what God desires. You will seek deeper relationship with God and his people. You will follow the example of Jesus, who is seated at the right hand of God. You will prioritize the interests of others ahead of your own. You will speak truth in love in order to build others up according to their needs. You will place your total dependence on the Lord. You will no longer want to and need to engage in competition, comparison, slander, manipulation, or falsehood. Let's look at verse 9 and 10 again. 
Do not lie to each other, since you have taken up your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Paul is using an analogy of a person changing clothes which reminds reminds us of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When he arose from the dead, he left the grave clothes behind and entered the life of resurrection. With Jesus, we have also taken up our grave clothes, our old self, and put on new self. The new self is being renewed in true knowledge in the image of God. All relationships depend on the truth. You should know who God is and his ways as revealed in the Bible. Our Lord is the author of the truth. He is the truth. The truth brings life. The truth will set you free for your eternity. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are the God of truth. We thank you for renewing our hearts and growing us in truth. Let us set our hearts on things above and continue to pursue your kingdom. May we love one another and speak truth in love. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.